But it reached a point where I'd got it into as good a shape as I thought I could. And then I started submitting to agents. And what I did, which is what I would advise anybody to do, is I looked very carefully at agents who'd work with similar authors and especially agents who seemed up for working with debut authors. And I read a really good book called Precious Thing by Colette Macbeth. And her agent... I found out from the acknowledgements was a woman called Nicola Barr. So she immediately to me stood out as somebody who I would like to work with. And she'd actually done some work with very debut authors, so authors who were still at the learning stage. I think it was through the Faber Academy. Maybe she'd given a talk or something. But it struck me that she was okay with kind of people who didn't know what they were doing. Mm -hmm. So I pitched to her and I sent my three chapters and my covering letter and my synopsis. And I also uh, sent it to another agent as well. I had like a short list and I was working through steadily, but Nicola came back to me and wanted to read the rest and we just clicked. I think you work so closely with an agent that it's, it's like a partnership and I can't imagine how that would work if you didn't click and have a rapport and be able to talk quite honestly because sometimes, you know, she's had to say to me, oh, that's, <laughs> no, that's, not, that's right. not working. So you need to have a personal connection as well as a professional one. You need to have a personal, personal connection, yeah, 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 absolutely. And I trusted her to then help me get into good shape and also to know who to who would like to publish it you know who to which editors would would get what we were doing and would and and also would work with me hopefully longer term than mm. than just one book so so talking of longer term having had that great success did you feel a lot of pressure yeah. when it came to book number two because <laughs> yeah. people talk about this don't they the kind of curse of the second book or whatever yeah. was that kind of hanging over you or mm. were you just kind of getting on with it <laughs> yeah but it was all it was all self you know generated because it, there's such a long period between finishing a book, you, you finishing the final draft and it actually coming out. So, and until that point, only your kind of, only really your closest friends and people who work for the publisher know that this book exists and is coming out. So it was, it was pressure for myself. But because I knew that I would feel that pressure, I also kind of met it head on and I actually wrote something way, way, way before I needed to. And that book's actually coming out third <laughs> because I then decided to do a book that was much more of a thriller than that third book. And we decided that it made sense to release that one. Uh, so I went a weird route, but it was... So you finished book three before starting yeah. book two. That's great. Yeah. You can just yeah. relax now yeah. for a bit, right? So book two then is Don't Close Your Eyes. What can you tell me about that? Along similar veins, I think. We've got women, yeah. strong female characters. Tell me more. Yeah, I mean, definite similarities. It's it's not a sequel to Try Not to Breathe, but again, it features yeah, people whose activity in their childhood, things that happened in the past, are still looming over them. It's mainly around two sisters, twin sisters, uh, Robin and Sarah. Very different, and their kind of shared experiences in in childhood, and then the effect that having been almost forcibly separated has on them and the different routes that they take and um, Robin when we meet in the present day is somebody who had an amazingly cool on paper past she was in a rock band she had loads of money but she actually is a kind of a shrunken version of her former self and meanwhile Sarah has had experiences that have taken her in a completely different direction so that she's kind of immersed herself in domestic life with fairly disastrous consequences and it uh, follows them as they actually come back together and I'm not going to ruin the ending but mm -hmm. um, it was incredibly fun to write. <laughs> um, and where did these characters come from? Are they based on aspects of people that you've known or is it total fiction? 
I think they're total fiction, but I don't think, you know, you don't work in a vacuum, so your little phrases and little character trait, tra you can't help but pick that stuff up. But there's, I don't think anybody would read either of the books or the, the third one that's coming and think, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. If they do, they're wrong, because I've never set out to do that. Yeah. And tell me a bit about your writing process now that you've, I mean, this is your second book coming out, but it's your third one that you've finished by the mm. sounds of it. Do you have a very kind of structured process um, or are you someone that kind of just wakes up and sees how much you can write that day and then hopes for the best? I have become more structured as it's gone along, but that's more, so I've got four children and the youngest is two. So I'm really in a very privileged position that I write full time but I also write around those children. And, and when I was writing Try Not To Breathe, the, the kids were all at school or daycare and I was working and I had to kind of slot it in, in in bits and pieces around my work. Whereas now I'm fitting it around a two-year-old who's an absolute maniac. So 